Thanks for checking out the Elevate Student Ministry Podcast. To find out more about us, visit our website at iloveelevate.com. You can also stay up to date with what's going on by finding us on social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends. We hope you enjoy this message and it brings you closer to Jesus. Battles and we haven't done it all right. We come back to say it ain't worth it. It is not worth it. But if you do what's right, God has a reward for you. And I believe if you can endure right now, but you got to see what's in front of you. Everybody say, look into Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He started it so he can finish it. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. I want to talk about just run, but I think what the Holy Spirit was telling me when I was praying for you is that some of you have been injured in this journey with Christ. And God's going to heal you. God's going to, he's going to mend. There's some of you have some spiritually broken legs. You have some, some people who are weighing you down, some sin that you keep tripping up on. And here's what I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I'm not just saying this. I feel like God put this in my heart. God is going to break those chains loose off of you today. You're leaving out of this room tonight free. For whoever Jesus sets free, it's free indeed. I'm living proof. God can break addiction. God can break chains. God can set somebody free. And he's going to set us free in this place tonight. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise in here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you loose every student here, every uh, leader, every coach, everyone who's in here who has something holding them down. Let them leave in complete freedom and just run. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout, just run. You may be seated. I don't know if you can tell by looking or not, but I like to brag about it. I do CrossFit. Slap your neighbor and say, we can tell. And CrossFit is grueling. And we have like two of the best, literally two of the best CrossFitters in our area sitting back there. Travis and Trent, where are you at? Raise your hands. They're twins and they like win competitions and all this stuff. And I like try to associate myself with them. I'm like, yeah, we do it together. But, you know, I can't do it like them. But it, it's, it's what I learned about CrossFit is it's, it's really a grueling work. If you don't CrossFit, no matter what you do, you could go to the gym, you could run on the treadmill, you could do all that. If you don't do CrossFit, when you do CrossFit for the first time, you're going to think you can do it better than you can. And then you find out. So at the gym, you know, I'm considered what some would call pudgy. I do not call myself pudgy, but some have called it that. And so they come in and these guys got eight packs. They've got chests that just look like an artist created them. They've got biceps that no shirt would fit. Of course, they choose to wear schmediums, but it wouldn't fit even a large. And they look so good. And I could tell they're looking at me like, what's up, fat boy? And I love it. I love it when they're new because I'm like, let's get this on because I know what's going to happen because it's not how you start the workout. It's how you complete the workout. And a lot of times these workouts are like seven, eight rounds long. So like first round, he's like, you doing all right, chubby? You know, and they're, they're doing great. But come three and four rounds, I start seeing it. All their muscles, it's of no value. 
And here I am. I'm like, what's up, handsome? And I'm passing them up. Because the race is not to the swift, it's those that can endure to the end. And the enemy's going to try to convince you that you can't do it because you make mistakes and you fall down. But what you got to do is keep getting up and make it to the end. Because the one who finishes in the end shall be saved. Give God some praise in here. And so he says, look, if you're going to run this race, you got to lay aside this sin. Everybody say sin. What the enemy doesn't want you to know is that sin comes with strings attached. Sin is not, it's not like you just mess up and say, God, forgive me and move on. And there's nothing. Sin has strings attached. It pulls you. It keeps you from running the race. Sin comes with side effects. It's not like you can just eat all the fried food you want and look like a model. Whatever you do with your life, it's going to do damage to you if it's not the right things. And so sin comes with side effects. And what happens is Satan knows that sin weighs you down, so he baits you because he knows what you like. If you're single... And you're ready to mingle, but God's not ready for you to date yet. He's ready to make you ready for marriage in a prayer closet. But he, Satan knows what you like. He knows what you're tempted to go for. He knows, it, he knows you prefer Fortnite over your Bible. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Just a wave of glory swept across here. He knows and so what he does is he baits you. Everybody's doing it. This is normal. Just do it. Everybody's doing it. Just know. But what he doesn't tell you is everyone is destroying their lives and they're miserable. You don't have to do what they do. You can be strong in the Lord. But you got to trust what I'm saying here. I've been down those roads. You don't want it. Slap your neighbor and say, I don't want that stuff. For those of you, for those of you that are sharp for your weight, I don't know who you are, but you're my people. You're short for your weight. Where's my short for your weight people? My people. Special meeting after this. Let's hug. We give the best hugs anyway, right? It's like you could feel all the joy. Skinny people, it's like, ouch, ouch. Anyway, wait. Everybody say wait. Weight is the extra stuff in your life. It's not like, it's not necessarily sin. Weights are the things that tire and distract you from running. They're not necessarily a sin. Because he said sin and weights. There must be a difference. Sin is just God said don't do it and you did it. Or God said do it and you didn't do it. Weights are different and a little more complex. Because maybe it's not a sin, but it's affecting your walk with God. Maybe, you know, maybe Fortnite is not a sin, although I think it is. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. It's just because my son plays it too much. Y'all need, I can see we need a Fortnite deliverance service right now. Y'all playing it, put it on the books, a Fortnite deliverance service. But what happens is it's like, it's kind of like TV, YouTube, Fortnite video games, sports, uh, whatever we do, CrossFit, Whatever we do, if it begins to get in the way 
of our walk with God, it weighs you down. And all of a sudden you go to do something for God, but you no longer have the energy because you're tired from the world. And you're tired and you try to do stuff and you're like, you say things like this. I don't understand why I can't do it like. I don't understand why my Christianity and my walk with God isn't going like. What you don't understand is they're not better than you. God doesn't love them more than you. What's happened is you've let weights weigh you down. And when you go to run, you're too tired and you don't have the spiritual energy. But today is the day where God could wash you of your sins, take your weights out of your life, make a fresh commitment to God, and just run. Somebody shout, just run. And so we've got to do it. And he says, he says, look, he says, looking unto Jesus, the the author and the finisher of our faith, you got to see Jesus because Jesus is going to tell you who you really are. Guys, there was nothing about me that says I was going to be a preacher. Nothing ever, ever. I didn't live like a preacher. I was incredibly nervous speaking in front of people all throughout college. I never had any. Nobody wanted to hear me speak. I never did it. And now I, I, God has used me to preach the gospel. You don't know who you are until you take your eyes off of the world and put them on Jesus. Some of you have great callings in your life. You're called to be missionaries. You're called to be pastors. You're called to be worship pastors, worship leaders. You're called to be prayer warriors. But the enemy is weighing you down, fighting for your life, tormenting you at home, hindering your walk with God because he's so scared you're going to shake those chains off in the name of Jesus. The blood is going to wash you. The spirit is going to empower you and you're going to just run. Somebody give God some praise in here. Sweetheart, come help me. Miley, come help me. See, what happens is this is my little girl. Show some love for Miley Reagan, my long song. It's my sweetheart. All the guys turn the other way. And I'm just kidding. She's going to help me. Miley, do you think you could run to that thing that's lit on fire? What's it called? A, that. Do you think you could run that and come back here? You think you could? How many of you think she could do it? See, see, that's what we do. We're like, do you think you could run for Jesus? We're like, yeah. We got it. Go ahead. Show them, babe. Show them you could do it. It's easy. God bless you. You're dismissing the fear of the Lord. See how easy? But this is what happens. Cece, come up. I need about two or three volunteers. Of, oh, God. I didn't expect so much good participation. I need a guy. First of all, give me a guy. Come on in the front here. I need one more guy right here. Come on. Yeah, with the crown or whatever you have on. Come on. Come on up. Y'all come up. I need one more girl. I need a girl. Where's the girl? Come on. Come, come right here. Come on. Come on up. All right. Show some love for everybody up here. Thank them for doing that. Abby, come help me. Come help me, Abby. Uh, that, uh, that Abby right there. That Abby. I want you to help me, too. I'm sorry, sweetheart. You're Abby. I forgot. Okay. See, what, what CC, Abby, Elijah, my goodness. Praise the Lord, somebody. I think I just got saved again. Huh? Ian. Ian. Awesome, Ian. Thank you all for, for doing this. You're, you're going to be, sorry, Abby, you're going to be Satan. Now, you can only do that because you don't look like Satan. That's the only reason. Okay? All right. 
Grab those ties. <laughs> Abby said, Satan? Yes, him. See, Miley, God's calling you to your call. You, God wants you to do awesome stuff. Sweetheart, God wants you to change the world, share the gospel with people at school who, who don't believe it yet. Uh, uh, one day you're going to work a job, whatever God, or you could just live with me your whole life. I'm cool with that too. But whatever you do, God's just, he's got awesome stuff. But Satan's got a plan because you see, it, there's people who want to link up with you. Tie them together. Tie them good together. There's people who want to link up. Come on, Ian. Tie Ian to this other side here. Tie Ian. Ian, if you touch her, I swear, you're a dead man. I'm just kidding, Ian. I'm just joking. Elijah, tie Elijah up to her neck. Her, his arm to her neck. His arm to her neck. Not both arms, Elijah. Don't get, keep it. Abby, come here. Abby, come here. You, you go grab her legs. Now, you see, what we don't realize is this is what the wrong things on the Internet, the wrong friends, the wrong influences, all the stuff that is considered normal in our lives. And then we come to something like this, and we say, run. And we're like, okay, I'm ready to run. And, like, you know, y'all probably don't know who Forrest Gump is, but I just, I was, he's... My people, y'all know that. I, I just had a moment. And, and you're like, I was running. And you're just like trying to do something so special. But watch. Because see, Jesus is over here. And he's like, run to me, Miley. But Miley can't go anywhere. Y'all pull. Act like there's a struggle. Satan, you make sure you're orchestrating all of it. See, and now, now, now you're looking, you're, you're looking to Jesus. I'm, you hear Jesus preached. You want it, but you're bound. It's like your commitment doesn't last longer than a day. Your commitment doesn't even last a night sometimes. Sometimes we leave Elevate, and we're still not where we need to be. It's not that the word wasn't true. It's not that Pastor Dom didn't sling it because we know he slings it. We know he's got the gift. We know he's got the calling. The problem is we got sin, and we got weights holding us down. And Satan is working in our minds, and he's battling, and he's keeping you. You know what it is. You know what you like that's distracting you. You know what you love that's hindering you. You know what you struggle with that is keeping you from God. But tonight, I want to show you what's going to happen. Jesus is going to say, I'm tired of you trying to run and not be able to do it. Today, I'm going to set you free, but you got to let me. Do you want me to break them free? If you want me, they're gone, sweetheart, especially the guys. They are out of here. They are gone. Get out of here, Ian, in the name of Jesus. Get out of here, Satan. Abby, you've got to let my daughter go. Cece, you've got to let my daughter go. Because you see, when you ask God to forgive you and you say, God, I'm going all in, now you can run again because you're set free. God has given you the freedom. How many of you know he who the Son is set free is free indeed? Give God some praise. Thank you, sweetheart. Somebody say, set free. set free. Now watch. You've got to listen to me. Because if, 
if you're going to stay focused on Jesus, see, Jesus will constantly run deliverance in your life. He'll constantly do it. So that means that things will constantly try to come in. It's not like you get saved and then all your battles are over. That's like saying getting married and nothing will ever happen. Trust me, stuff's going to happen. That's like judging school based on the first day. Okay, now y'all get it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. My kids were like, up early school. They're already like, school. So what happens is Satan tries to constantly sneak in. So what you do is you got to stay focused on your walk with God. And so what he does is he tries to distract you. And there's three things you've got to remember. Because for you to have endurance, meaning you keep running. Everybody say, just run. For you to keep running, you have to have endurance. You can't start out like those handsome eight-pack dudes at CrossFit. You've got to train yourself to last. So I want to talk about three things. Endurance is the result of focus. Everybody say focus. Training. Everybody say training. And diet. Everybody say diet. Focus is the art of elimination. Being focused on God means you have to cut some things out. It. You, if, do y'all get together, Dom, on, on Pastor Dom, on Wednesday nights? Whatever you got to cut out, get here on Wednesday night. It's a priority because this is where God is for your life. This is where deliverance is. This is where healing is. This is where direction. Whatever you have to cut out, get here. Look at your neighbor and say, if you're the one, I'm cutting you out of my life. Look at your other neighbor and say, you too, clown. Everybody say focus. The next one is training. Say that with me. Say training. Doing it over and over again is how you train yourself. That's why coming to church is so important. Going to Living Word every Sunday. Going to Elevate every Wednesday you possibly can. Why? Because you're training yourself. You don't realize what you're getting in and what's being pushed out because you think you're just coming to church. But every time you walk in the doors, Pastor Ben has already prayed for you. The prayer warriors here has already prayed for you. Pastor Dom has already prayed for you. So what you don't realize, because you keep walking in, the enemy's getting tired because every time he tries to come in your mind, come in your life, come in your private life, every time you walk, the Holy Spirit just comes in and washes you and keeps you clean. You know why? Because the enemy can't have you. You don't belong to him. You belong to God. Somebody shout yes. yes. Do it over and over again. The third one is diet. This is the hard one. You cannot outwork a bad diet. They tell me that all the time. I don't know why they keep telling me. You cannot out means no matter how many times a week you work out, if you don't eat right, you still look a little pudgy. Guys, I give you permission to shave and cream him tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I'm just teasing. What happens is you work hard. And let me show you what this looks like. Let me show you what it looks like. It means you sing on the worship team. You get involved. You come to Elevate. You do come to church. You're involved in a group. You're doing all kind of awesome stuff but you're still living a lifestyle of sin and weights. 
And what happens is, is you're trying to do things for God without changing your spiritual diet. And now what's happening is, is it's, it's like you're, a lot of people leave the faith because they don't understand how they went to church, loved God, did all that thing, but still found themselves in sin and struggle. And what it is is they never fixed their diet. They had the right works, but they had the wrong diet. And what, has, what happens is you have to eat with Jesus every day. And so I want to give you some, some, some quick, if we'll skip down to my last slide, three core spiritual disciplines because this is what makes you finish the race. You see, all of this stuff tonight is the most amazing things, but if you don't do anything in between this weekend and next weekend, everything you get today will, will just spill to the ground because you never create the disciplines to grow from it. There's three things, three core spiritual disciplines. Number one is prayer. Number two is reading your Bible. And number three is faithfully coming to church. Those three disciplines are going to keep you safe, build you up, make you strong, and give you endurance. Can I get a witness in this house? So watch this. There was, there's something a runner would have that's called a second wind. And what happens is when you train yourself, you push through that initial barrier of I don't feel like running, this is hard, I think I'm tired, until the, what they call a second wind. It's where all of a sudden breathing becomes easier. You're, all the, the, the endorphins, everything is released in your body and you feel amazing. And it's like you're running without any effort and you go from tired and wanting to quit to I just want to keep running and running and running. And spiritually, we have a second wind called the Holy Spirit. And what happens is when you say, God, forgive me of my sins, I'm so sorry, and you turn your life to God, he washes you clean and you say God I want your Holy Spirit in me what happens is everything you think you can't do on your own and every time you get tired all of a sudden that second wind called the Holy Spirit is alive in you and says you can do it keep running you're going to make it to the end keep on trying keep on worshiping keep on loving keep on praying keep on reading the word of God because you can do it because that Holy Spirit is in this place right now there's a story of, of an Olympic athlete, I can't remember his name, but it, it made the history books because he was dead set for the gold. He was going to get the gold, and he started the race, and he was out in front of everybody. He was doing great. It was obvious he was the best, and he was going to win, and he pulled an Achilles. He tore an Achilles and lost, didn't even, I don't even think he got to finish that race, and lost the race. That means, if you don't understand, have you ever prepared for something and then didn't get to do it? He prepared for four years, plus probably all the preparation in his life before that. Four whole years for one moment, and an injury caused him not to be able to finish the race. And so he was dead determined to go and run it again, and this time he was a heavily favored athlete, and he trained for four years. He recovered, and he... He gets in the race, and again, he's winning, he's dominating, and he pulls a hamstring. This is eight years of training, and injuries have robbed him of his victory. And he's limping, and he's trying so hard just to finish the race. Everyone's passed him up. He's coming in last no matter what, but he just wants to finish the race. And all of a sudden, somebody runs out from the crowd. 
and grabs his arm. And he says, son, you don't have to do this because it was his father. And he looked at his dad and he says, yes, I do have to do this. And he helped him run, finish that race and get to the finish line because that's what fathers do. What I know about some of you is maybe some of your parents don't live for God. Maybe they do, but you've struggled. Maybe somebody did something to you you haven't even told anyone about. Maybe there's been a severe injury in your life, and it has caused you to not have the victory you were supposed to have that you were made to have. But I'm preaching tonight about a father who's going to come pick you up wherever you are and help you finish this journey. Because the pain of what you're going through is not enough to keep you from the destiny that God has you. Because we're still talking about him. And he didn't come out first place. But we're still talking about him. Had he had the gold, we wouldn't even know who he was. Had he won the gold, we would have never remembered him. But it's not about who's the best and who's the greatest. It's for those who fall and go through things and hurt, but they let the Father pick them up and help them finish the race. Because I don't know about you, but I'm going to heaven. I'm taking as many people as I can with me. I'm going to get up from every failure. I'm going to get up from every weakness. I'm going to get up from everything that's said to me, done to me. God, is. would you stand on your feet? I wonder if we would bow our heads and close our eyes. The Holy Spirit is in this place. And I feel like God is going to talk to some hearts tonight because I know specifically the Lord just put me in a vein of injury. Because I feel like some of you have gone through some things that's caused you at times not to be able to run for Jesus like you were called to do. And so the enemy's constantly degrading you and telling you you can't, you're not good enough, you're not like them, you're not as good as so-and-so, you don't have those kind of parents, you don't have that kind of money, you can't dress like them, you don't go to that school, you don't do this, you don't do that. Constantly demeaning you, constantly tearing you down, constantly telling you the world's better than the church and just weighing you down and it's caused injury. Injury to our thoughts, injury to our lifestyle. I just feel like God wants to do a mass healing and a mass deliverance tonight. And so if I'm talking to you and you feel like God's kind of pricking your heart right now, you're like, I think he's talking to me. Because I've had some injuries. I've been hurt. I've just had some pain in my life that's kept me from really running the race. If I'm talking to you, would you come to the front right now? But you're going to have to have the courage. If you need a friend to come with you, that's fine. But I'd rather you just come alone and say, you're talking to me, Pastor Josh. God bless you. I know there's more of you. Who has the courage in here to say, I'm ready to just run? Walk up here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Yes. Just come up here with me. We're about to just pray through. I'm telling you right now, God's about to do some stuff in here. God bless you. Yes, the injury won't keep you. The thing's trying to stop you. The sin, the weight, the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the self-esteem issue. We're not good enough. We can't. It's all a lie from Satan. It's all a direct lie from Satan. You were made to run. You were made to do something special. Don't let the devil rob you of your calling. Look at me, guys. Y'all look at me right now. <laughs> I get to pastor way too many people than I deserve. I made so many mistakes in my life, we don't even have time to go into it. But in my heart, I remember always feeling worthless. 
I remember it. And so you just act like you feel. You act like you think about yourself. If you don't think you're important, you don't act important. If you don't think God loves you, you don't act like God loves you. And so you just do anything. It doesn't matter if I say this, do that, go here, watch this, do this. You think it doesn't matter, not because you want to do it. It's because you think you don't. And it wasn't until my mid-20s that I realized, oh, my God, he, I have a calling on my life. There's something inside of me. I'm supposed to preach. And this whole time, I've been believing these lies that the devil has been telling me. I believed what people said about me. I believed those hateful things I thought in my mind. I believed I was every mistake I ever made. And then I found Jesus in a prayer room. It was, it wasn't, there was nobody around me. I was just like, God, I want you for me. I don't want my mom and dad's Jesus. I want my Jesus. I I don't want my church's experience. I want my experience. And I realized God had called me. He was there all along. And what I want to tell somebody here today, Jesus has been with you the whole time. He's not going to ever leave or forsake you. There's nothing you could do, nothing you could say that would make Jesus run out of your life. And what I'm telling you is you're called and you're going to win. You're going to make it to the finish line. You're going to go to heaven. You're going to be set free. And everything that's weighing you down right now is about to lift off of you. Throw your hands in the air right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands up there. Say, God. I want to give you my life right now. I want, I want to give you every part of it. I don't want just, I'm not talking about just the first time I've been saved. I'm talking about giving you the corners and the places I haven't yielded. I'm talking about not believing the lies that the devil's been telling me. I wish you would just start talking to God right now and say, God, wash my heart. Wash my life. I want you, Jesus. I want the chains that's holding me down broken. I want all the negativity and all the cursing and all the stuff that just weighs me down, God. I want it broken off of me. I want the distractions gone. I want the sin gone. I want the trouble in my home that I can't change, God. I want you to give me strength to endure it because I'm called to something higher. I'm called to something better in Jesus' name. I wish y'all would just start talking to God right now because I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. I just feel like God would start giving some strength. You don't know who you are. You're important. You're important. You're called. God is telling you, you're called. You're special in God's eyes. All the pain, all the hateful things said to you, they're lies. They're not the truth. The devil is a liar. He tells you you're not things because he's so scared you're going to realize you're a powerful weapon. It's all a lie. In the name of Jesus, I pray over each and every person, God. I pray over that young lady who's been devastated by pain and destruction and negativity. I pray deliverance in her life. I pray for that young man who doesn't think he's worth anything, doesn't think he's special, doesn't think there's nothing unique about it. It's a lie. God, show him who he is in you. Show him what he could do in your life, God. Show him what he could do in their lives, Father, and lift them up in Jesus' name. Could we all across this place just lift our hands? I just feel like God is here. There's an anointing and a power from God that can come when we yield. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. In the upper room, in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit was poured out on people and it was like a rushing mighty wind. It was This one wasn't quiet. This one was massive. I believe that the Holy Spirit is sweeping through some of your lives. It's not going to be quiet. You're going to lead people to Jesus. You're going to change your family life. You're going to change your friends. You're going to change the people you play sports with. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is just that powerful. Give God some praise in here. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
I got to go. I've been preaching a long time. I'm going to hand this over. I want to tell you just a quick story. There was this couple in 1978. That's an actual time. It wasn't always in the 2000s. 1978. He was a drug addict, alcoholic, gambler, and a fighter. She was a chronic smoker, drug addict, massive depression, and they were probably going to get a divorce. And they had a little boy who was 11 months old. And they walked into a church. It was a real loud, crazy church, kind of like we were doing here tonight. My dad, because it's my dad, walked in there. He's like, I don't want any of this. But something in my mom's heart grabbed him, and they kept showing up. My dad had shot up two weeks before they walked in that place. If you don't know what shooting up is, don't Google it. But they did crazy things. But the power of Jesus, they believed what the preacher told them, that if they repented of their sins, that the blood of Jesus would deliver them and forgive them, and that Jesus could live in their hearts and they could live a different life. Fast forward, we're in 2019. My dad oversees several churches. My mom helps him. They've experienced all kinds of miracles. They're in love. They're still married. They don't cuss. They don't drink. They don't do drugs. They don't fight. And they're still together. You know why? Because nobody can defeat Jesus. That's why. Nobody. Nobody can defeat Jesus. Nobody can stop him. This same Jesus is in this place right now. He's in your heart. He's in this place. He's going to guard you. He's going to empower you. He's going to, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Give God some praise like you mean it. He's a good God. He's a great God. He's a deliverer. He's a defender. He empowers us. Somebody shout yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go. Live for God. Just run. Just run. You're going to fall. You're going to mess up. People are going to try to trip you up. Just run. Keep going. Tomorrow morning, Sister Mandy's going to preach. I know God's going to anoint her in a powerful way. And then Pastor Dom's going to preach. And all your groups, give it all you got. Don't make light of it. Please, have fun when it's time to have fun. When it's time to be serious, be serious. Be engaged. God is going to move on this meeting this weekend. I have prayed for you. I believe it. I know everybody who leads here has been praying for it, believing for miracles, signs, and wonders. One more time, lift up your hands. Say, Jesus, do this weekend what you want him to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Give Josh another hand. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Pastor. All right, just a few, a few announcements. Y'all, would it be easier to focus? Y'all go grab your seats just for a minute. Elevate, how y'all doing tonight? Do y'all feel the presence of the Lord in here tonight? All right, just a few few things I'd like you to, to pay attention to. We have amazing people that have been preparing all week for you to come sleep in their house. That is huge, because they're gonna take a whole bunch of smelly teenagers after a long day 
and they're gonna find places for you to sleep all over the place. And so we wanna love them back, because they're loving you guys. And so please respect the host home. One of the first things that's gonna happen tonight, when you get in, you're gonna meet with your host home, parent, leader, host, and they're gonna run through just some quick, like, hey, here are the rules of our house. Like, please don't egg the windows. That would be great, you know? Um, I don't know, don't kill anybody in their sleep. You know, we'd prefer that you, you know, close the door when you poop. Those are, you know, some, some important rules for the house. There's like two guys in here like, what? Please respect your host homes. Love them back. Don't leave wet, nasty towels out on the floor, mildewing. Like, don't leave your lawn.